from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's in the bonus yeah. with Doug Gottlieb. Oh, what up? in the bonus here in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're doing really, really well. All right? Just hope you're doing great. If you're not, well, then you're listening to the show and you'll, you'll feel better about yourself. Maybe. I don't know. I'm... Why am I making these promises that I absolutely can't deliver on? Um, okay, so John Ramos is here. Jason Stewart is here. Uh, I got a special guest that's going to join us in a moment as well. Uh, guys, big weekend. I mean, here's the thing, okay? I think soccer was perfect where it was. Uh, it's bad for soccer long-term, but in terms of our level of frustration and how... Okay, so Saturday morning you woke up. No matter where you are, if you're East Coast, you woke up and at 10 o'clock, the soccer match is on. It was over by noon. Here in Southern California, it's over by 9, 9 a.m. And what I find fascinating about it is, I mean, look, I'm sure people in the soccer world are still talking about the World Cup, but exactly zero people I know are talking about the World Cup today. And it's just... Like, look, you can tell me how big soccer is in the world, and I'm not going to dispute it. You can tell me that we're doing better than we've done. I'm not going to dispute it. That's fine. Right? But the fact is that as soon as that match was over, we went from, you know, you basically had a couple hours of soccer guy or writer guy who really wants to, is a soccer guy at heart talking about should we change coaches, tactics, players, whatever, and then it's over. It's over. I don't know who won and I don't care. But in terms of residents of events, like, I mean, Ramos, did you watch any other soccer at all at all this weekend? I watched the game. I did watch the USA game. Um, and I yeah. watched the game this, this morning between Japan and Croatia. Because it was on TV or you were actually into it? Uh, I'm into like the, the knockout round. Yes. It doesn't have to be USA. 
This is where I feel the one time where these are the best players in the world in a sport, and I would like to see them play each other. Yeah, no, I I, I get that. Um, Jay Stu, have you heard any conversation about World Cup since Saturday? Oh no, not in my circle. No, no, not at all. Um, and I come from, I come from the circle of people. I mean, the one guy that's really chomping at the bit to talk soccer is Big Mike. But uh, <laughs> other than that, he's the first person since Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific that's wanted to talk soccer uh, with me. Yeah, uh, uh, unless Mike, Big Mike's in the in the studio, we don't really <laughs> don't really care. Now, part of it is you know college football had. An exciting Saturday, which led to an interesting Sunday. And then, of course, the NFL Sunday, even though it wasn't a crazy interesting day. Like, right. Like the interesting parts are more Deshaun Watson played, although poorly. And then you have Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. Um, the Raiders beat the Chargers ugh, again in Vegas. I mean, other than that, Tua kind of came back down to earth. It wasn't a huge Sunday. And it's not one that really resonates a ton. Like, you're not going to be talking about this Sunday in the NFL for years to come. But it just shows where, where soccer is, you know? And look, it's not a terrible place. I mean, college basketball is going on. Zero people are talking about that. You know, North Carolina's lost, what, three or four in a row? And nobody's talking about that. But the soccer is the sport of the future. It has been the sport of the future my entire life. And I don't know how we cracked the code. I do know that... As I've, as I've suggested, there are a couple of things that you can do to adjust. Um, we got a bunch of other stuff that we'd like to, like to talk about. So here's what I want to bring in. Okay, Matt, Matthew Shores joins us. Okay, uh, Matthew, where are you currently joining us from? Uh, Gainesville, Georgia. Gainesville, Georgia? Yeah. Okay. So Matthew contacted me, and his family's in, in, in a tough spot. Is that, is that fair, Matthew? That's definitely fair. Okay, paint the picture of uh, of how you painted it to me. Uh, a couple months ago, <clears throat> uh, got evicted. Uh, the previous owners wanted their house back. Um, they uh, they wanted a house back so they could charge five hundred dollars more per month. Obviously, I couldn't handle that. I'm a single dad of three kids. Um, so I couldn't handle it. Um, and then, uh, so they wanted us out by July. I, uh, I, uh, I got everything else ready for it. Gave it to, gave some money to, uh, to a person and thought he was a nice old man. Turns out, uh, he basically took my money and the people that were in the house that we thought we were going to go to weren't there. So July happened. And so, long story short, we got evicted in August, late August. And you guys are in a homeless shelter? Yes, sir. Me and my three children. How old are your kids? Uh, 14, 11, and my daughter just turned eight inside here. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so um, here's what I want to do, okay? I, I want, I, we're gonna, I'm going to run down the topics of the day, and you just tell me what you think. All right? Uh, That's it. You just tell me, just give me your opinion on it, and we'll, we'll just chop it up. That's it, okay? Because I know you have a ton of, and you have a, now you've written a book? Yeah, I did. Okay, I want to get to the book in a second, but first let's kind of get to some of the topics of the day, all right? Let's start good. with the college football uh, playoff. They got it right-ish. It's really interesting, Matthew, because here we are. Um, for my, I'm 46 years old. For my entire life, college football has been searching for the time which you get, hey, can we get a real playoff? And we have a real playoff on the horizon. It is two seasons from right now. We will have a real college football playoff. Here's the only problem. I don't think we ever actually totally needed it. Maybe we did, but I'm not sure we do now. Or maybe it's we've constructed this thing so that unwinding it and simply making it a real playoff, I I don't know if we're actually uh, accomplishing the intended task. But what do you think? about the four teams that were selected. So again, if people are, are just didn't pay attention, went on a trip this weekend, only watched NFL, or you got to be soccer guy for a weekend. Okay, so Georgia is going to play Ohio State, who sneaks in even though they didn't play last weekend. Michigan is going to play TCU. TCU gets in even though they didn't win the Big 12 because they lost to Kansas State uh, in overtime as they went for it on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. K-State kicks a field goal and ends up beating them. What do you think about the matchups? 
I mean, I like the. We get into the we get into the back and forth of like um, who who out of the two lost teams are you going to put in? I mean, Alabama's biggest win is Mississippi, so who you're going to put in? Um, out of the matchups, I, uh, I, I it's got to be Georgia against Ohio State. Obviously, at Georgia here, it's a big thing, but uh, I I kind of wish it was. You know that that might be the best matchup of the whole tournament, so I would go with. Oh, I mean, there's no no on on paper that looks like a talent for talent matchup. The the difference would be that Ohio State, I mean, there are just times I'm like the last time we saw them, they got bludgeoned by Michigan, and this is a bigger, stronger, we think more athletic Georgia team with a quarterback who throws a little bit better with better wide receivers. Like that, that's that's the big thing. Was the Ohio State loss an outlier? The, the the part that's interesting though is that if we had a playoff twenty twenty five years ago, before we started to have these conference championship games, it would be great. But now, like again, if we had the twelve team playoff, we have these teams plus we have Alabama, right? Plus we got the Kansas State probably gets in because they and Utah and USC, right? Start start to to, to but like we've kind of already decided who the best teams are, it should be, it should very easily be in the, in the old days of the BCS, Michigan and Georgia match up. And that's the BCS national championship game. And I'm not sure we have any argument now, again, that doesn't necessarily prove who wins the tournament, but in terms of uh, we, I don't know, we just, we have this, we've wired it so that we've already kind of established who the best teams are. And now they have to restate that they're the best teams by winning two games instead of winning one. Right. I mean, right. what you're saying is if it just goes between Georgia and Michigan, that would probably be good. Now they have to prove it by playing two, like playing an extra game to get there. If Ohio State does show their talent, they could beat Georgia and maybe they're not the best two teams going in. Is that what you're uh, saying? Okay, here's, here's the question of the day. Um, Deion Sanders goes from Jackson State to Colorado. Right? And Dion raised a ton of awareness for something that I've said for a long time, which is the HBCUs are crazy underfunded. Right? He leaves Jackson State for uh, for Colorado at uh, basically uh, 10x what he was making in terms of salary wise, what he's going to make at at Colorado. Uh, but he is Dion. He is prime. He has. I'm sure he's got plenty of money in the bank. So it's not supposed to be about money, but. Uh, what is your reaction to Dion leaves Jackson State for CU? There are there's obviously some. Hey, he sells out. There's many who champion it. What's your reaction? Um, I, I got I got different like reaction to it. Like I saw that 60 Minutes interview where he did about Jackson State and bringing awareness to H, HCBU, um schools and all that stuff. I don't know. It's kind of anticlimactic going to Colorado with that. And I'm just wondering if he's going to take his son, obviously the quarterback, and he's going to take Hunter probably too. So what does that do now to, to the schools that he left, like to that conference? And what does that do? It's just like, is this just like a three year blip? Like, I don't, I don't, I I think it's, it's going to be bad. It's kind of like a bomb that went off in that conference now. In which conference? The, the Jacksonville State. Oh, in in the SWAC. Yeah, that he's going to take guys Jackson with him. State. Yeah, yeah. He's going to take Hunter and he's going to take Sanders. Well, here, here's what I called on the radio show. It's going to be like uh, a post Olympic city, right? That that's right. what it is. Okay, because Dion brought in better players than they'd ever gotten, brought in more attention than they've ever gotten. All those things are good. And they finally started to get some funding and did some things. But now the expectations are that, well, you can win there like that. You can't because only, there's only one Deion Sanders, right? There's only one prime. And with the increased, with the inflow of money and the facilities and some of the changes they made comes expectations of getting back and there's, it's not going to happen. And then what's interesting is at Colorado, and I do think, you know, like the guy knows what he's doing. He's not just... a a great showman, which he is an excellent showman. But keep in mind that Axe Jackson State, he had better players than everybody he played against. Uh, We'll see where the dust settles where Colorado is conference-wise, 
but the likelihood of him having better players than everybody he plays against is remote at best. It, it really is. Now, if he can get similar level players and, you know, you can just out-scheme dudes and out-work dudes, that, that's totally reasonable. But it's, it, coaching changes dramatically when you don't have superior talent. That's a, that, that, that's a coaching truism. All right, Matthew, last, last, last question. Okay, last question. Um, should the Niners pick up Baker Mayfield, who's just been released today, does have experience in that Shanahan system, and they, they desperately need a quarterback. But with Baker comes the baggage of, one, is he that good? And how does he fit into yet another new locker room? Um, I, uh, it never works. It never works when you get like uh, a quarterback that comes in. You know, we're in week 13 or week 14, so I don't think it ever works on that. And um, I think it's just going to bring too much drama to the locker room if they bring him in. Um, obviously, they need a backup quarterback, so they can try to get the best available, but it gets down to, is Baker Mayfield the best available? Matthew, if somebody wants to, wants to read your book, how, so how can we get your book publicized? Tell me what your book's about. It's called 90% Mental. It's about, it teaches kids 7 to 19 how to approach the game mentally. It doesn't, uh, doesn't mess with any techniques. It just... Tells you how to just do the uh, to attack the game mentally with the quotes and uh, exercises. My 14 year old and my 11 year old, um, my 14 and 11 year old have done it. They become better players for it. Um, I I haven't got it published, but they can they can contact me and I can get them a copy. How can they contact you? Um. They can uh, email me at MatthewShorey30 at Yahoo.com. All right, so Matthew, here's what we're going to do, okay? We're going we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, to we're gonna catch up again in a week or two, okay? We're going to try and get okay. you in a better spot, and then we're going to continue right. this conversation and, and get somebody to publish that book. Is that cool? Uh, that would be awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Matthew, I appreciate you joining us. I look forward to more of your sports opinions in the future. Thanks for joining me uh, in the bonus. Hi, thank you so much. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. 
Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Let's get to what the fox says. And now. <laughs> what does the fox say? Every day in the bonus in the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. What we try and do, okay, is play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. Here's Brady Quinn. He said this about Jim Harbaugh. He's got things rolling right now. Like, I, I think we're, we're underestimating where he's got this program. I mean, we, we tend to forget there's, there's been a changing of the guard. It happened subtly. Like, it happened actually, I, I think, coming off of the COVID year where they didn't play Ohio State, yeah. right? They broke up that, that tradition, the history. They, they chose not to play. The point was, the, the two years after that, Michigan's now rolled them physically. I, yeah, I think the yeah. interesting thing's going to be if, if Ohio State was able to beat Georgia, if Michigan beats TCU, if oh, they score geez. off again, if they score off again, <laughs> and that's who he beats for the national championship, why would you leave? Like, you've now, you're 3-0 and versus Ryan Day. You won a national championship. Your quarterback's coming back. Your running back right now that's playing is coming back, Donovan Edwards. They've got a lot, they've got a lot of young players that are, are going to be coming back that they reloaded with. They've continued to recruit well. Like, it could be something where, like, it's a changing of the guard in the Big Ten where now you've got Michigan taking over for Ohio State as that number one team that, that's the team to beat. Why would you leave? I actually completely agree. Like, there's this this idea that Jim Harbaugh has to go back to the NFL. Here's the other part that that, that Brady didn't touch on. It's his school. Right? It's his school. Like, one of the reasons that that Deion Sanders uh, recruited and basically stole away was it uh, Travis Hunter, who's probably going to follow him to Colorado, was Hunter was committed to Florida State. That's the job he wanted. So this idea that, and, and I, th- I think Dion still, right, right now he still, he wants to probably go in at Colorado. I'm going to take every guy that Florida State was going to get because that's because I'm Dion. Now I'm at the same level. Uh, that's the level of passion you have for your school, for getting it right at your school. So with that in mind, like I actually completely understand it. You know, t- totally understand um, a guy's passion for their school. And I think for, for Jim Harbaugh, this isn't about leaving one program to go to the NFL. It's his program. His dad coached there. He played there. He's and you're like people are like, well, he finally had, he's topped Ohio State two different times, and so now he's and now he's in the college football playoff. Like, no, when you're competitive, you don't go like, hey, that's good, I accomplished it. I'm going to go do something else. Not when you're tied to a place. So the only thing that could potentially make him move is if he thought, you know, when times were bad, there were some that turned on me. I, I don't, I don't know if, if, if he holds that grudge, some people hold that grudge against the school and they can never get over it, but it's not just that they have it rolling. He's got his school rolling and it's a, being a, a coach in the NFL is not about you. Being a coach in college football is about you. This is Craig Carton on Fox Sports 1 today talking about the Eagles. No disputing it. Even I have to say it. All things go through Philadelphia right now mm-hmm. when it comes to the NFC. A beatdown yesterday over a very good team, a Titan team that's in first place, 35-10. to 10. A.J. Oh. Brown's tackling guys. No one throws a flag because they just assume that, you know, the Eagles are going to score anyway. So let's just put Tennessee, like, out of their misery early. Jalen Hurts, MVP, uh, he's got to be the leading vote getter right now. Four more touchdowns yesterday. There's got to come a point for the rest of you, because I'm at that point now, where the Eagles have answered every question. They've beaten teams coming from behind in the fourth quarter. They blow a lot of people out. They can run the hell out of the football. And I know the Vikings are right there a game away, but I think the Eagles are in a different class. Uh, Look, I think the Eagles are really, really good. And uh, they were excellent yesterday. But I think again, you know, now there's now we're starting to see what the Eagles look like as they play a higher level of competition and a team that can 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 fight back a little bit. The Titans were a team that, you know, that's a that's a borderline playoff team. They have their own limitations, but they just throttled them. Next three are on the road for for Philadelphia. 
at the Giants, who need the win, against the Bears, who stink, and at the Cowboys. Um, the Eagles are going to have the best record. They're going to have the one seed. But, um, again, I, this, was a, this was the first game in a couple in which their defense looked like it was at the level that it can, it can win a Super Bowl. I'm like I'm I'm actually I'm actually with uh with Craig Carton in terms of there are times in which they just they they just overwhelm you with their overall talent. Blow you off the ball with their line. They got two stud wide receivers. Jalen Hurts is playing at a crazy level and the defense is pretty good when you're trying to pass. Uh but this is the first time they've really stopped the run in about a month. All right, this is Colin Cowherd earlier today talking about the Bengals and Joe Burrow. It is much, much easier to be the hunter than the hunted. And that's what Kansas City is now. Kansas City gets every team's best shot. They get every coaching staff's best game plan. They've got the ring and Mahomes and Andy Reid and the networks love them and they get the attention. Some of their best players have gotten the bag and now everybody's going to pick, pick, pick. They are the standard now, the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL. And Cincinnati and Buffalo have the quarterbacks to go toe-to-toe. We told you this. When they lost Tyreek Hill, we said they'll, they'll still score a bunch of points. But they will miss his lightning. They will not score as quickly. They will not be able to come from 24-0 or 17-0 down. And Cincinnati and Buffalo now know it. We never questioned whether Kansas City would be smart and brilliant and win and be productive. But they miss Tyreek Hill's lightning. They feel like a heavyweight fighter that doesn't quite have the knockout punch they used to. It is not the same. As great as the New England dynasty was, they had a 10-year drought. Much, much easier to be the hunter Cincinnati than the hunted Kansas City. Um, yes, I would agree. I, I also think that there's an elixir there, right? There's a look sure that that is Joe Burrow and they have, they have the talent now healthy at wide receiver, you know, whereas the, the chargers have played them toe to toe, but haven't been healthy. You got to have all your healthy weapons. If you do, you can really expose that Kansas city defense and, and Burrow's Burrow's got that special something. And I would agree with Colin. They're not the same without Tyreek Hill. And whereas last year, uh, they were able to keep up with Buffalo and then pull out a miracle this year. They haven't been able to keep up with Buffalo. So, you know, th- this is what happens when you sign guys to gigantic contracts. You know, Mahomes' contract may be below what his market level actually should be, but it's still going to limit them. And they have other guys that are going to limit them. And it's one of the reasons the Eagles probably have more overall talent because they have a quarterback that doesn't make anything. That's what the Fox said. Lots of things are annoying in this world, but no one is annoying as, as annoying as the most important and most annoying person on earth. We call it. And now it's your annoying. All right. Uh, we have two nominees, Jason Stewart. Who are the two nominees? Um, let's see. Brian Dayball is pretty annoying. You know, um, nobody likes a tie. I've never met anybody who likes a tie. Um, even uh, Terry McLaurin, the receiver for the um, what's the Washington football teams now? Uh, the Commanders said yeah. this is what he said after the game. It's a little weird. Like after the game, you don't really know what to do next. Even the fans are still standing there, like, "What's next? Do we go to penalty kicks or what do we do?" Like ties in the NFL are atrocious. Nobody wants them. Brian Dayball had a fourth and three. I think he was on his own 43. A minute 30 left, and he decided to punt the ball, which is basically telling your team and your fans, we'll tie or we'll lose. We're not going to try to win this thing. And this is how he tried to explain it. You know, trying to get another possession there. Uh, you know, if you go for it, it's, you know, there was conversation to go for it versus not go for it. Um, you know, with we had the two timeouts, uh, you go for it, miss it. There's short field. They go get a win against the division team. So that's what we decided to do. Yeah, that, that, that's the, anti, um, the anti-fun coach. Uh, don't go for it on fourth and three, punt it, hope for a tie um, and, or a loss. Well, he didn't say he was hoping for a tie. Um, he's not going to admit that, but that's basically what you're saying by punting in that situation. No, it's not. He said we thought we might be able to get the ball back with 90 wanna... seconds left. Yes, because they're going to try. The Giants are going to try and win the game. You would think the Giants would try and win win the game, wouldn't you? 
You mean the yeah the commanders? I mean the commanders are trying to win the game, wouldn't you? Yeah, I I think you're 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 choosing to tie. Your your best case scenario when you punt there is to tie. Hold on, they got the ball back at the end of at the end yeah. of overtime. Uh, at, at the end of the at the end of the game, yeah. Okay. He, yes, they I, punted with one. They they punted with. Uh, let's see here. They, they punted. No, the Giants punted with uh, with a minute forty two to go. Then they got the ball back. Then then the Commanders got the ball. Okay, and the pan the Commanders punted them as fourth and five at their own fifteen yard line. So so they were at the Washington. The Giants were at the, at the 50-yard line, fourth and eight. Where's the fourth and three? Oh, fourth and three from the 45. Okay, so they're fourth and three from the 45. They took a delay game. They punted. That's with a minute 42 to go. Right? You wanted them to go for it on fourth and three. Instead, they punted, got a stop, got the ball back with 28 seconds to go at their own 43-yard line. And they got it down to the Washington 40, kicked a field goal and missed and lost the game. So they got the ball back. If you want to make the argument they didn't have time to do much with it, you know, they ran one, two, three plays before having to kick the field goal. Yeah, you know what Bill Simmons says in this situation? Um, to get a tie in this argument, all I need to do is say, yeah, but still. Uh, so, yeah, but still, Brian Dayball, you're annoying. <laughs> um okay so, sorry i'm just uh, okay i'm trying i was trying to all right so you think you think not going for it and understanding that you could lose and putting losing much more part of the equation my here's my thing i think is if if you get the first down you win the game you go for it they weren't in that position they, they weren't close to that position so that's why i wouldn't have done it that's why i would disagree with you all right what about the other one this one i i love give, give your other one well, I've got a couple, but okay, the, you got more. Go the Hall of Fame C- Contemporary Era Committee. Uh, okay. It used to be called the Veterans Committee, but this this is made up of a bunch of like current Hall of Famers. Uh, they voted Fred McGriff into the Hall of Fame this weekend. Fred McGriff's a great guy. Uh, I remember him being a real dangerous hitter. You didn't want to see come up, but he's not a Hall of Famer. He hasn't been a Hall of Famer since he was first eligible to be a Hall of Famer in twenty oh nine, maybe two thousand nine. Um, Fred McGriff is, shouldn't be next to Hank Aaron and he's going to be, he's going to be on that same wall. So remember when Deion Sanders in the off season, I thought that was great when he was like, you know, I should be on a different floor of the hall of fame than these other guys that are getting let in. I, I think the hall of fame is the same way in baseball that Fred McGriff gets in, in the back door here, but he's still going to be up there. His plaque's going to be up there with all the greats. Okay. Uh, you're annoying to this contemporary era committee. Okay. Here's, I'm going to agree with you and disagree with you at the same time. You ready for it? All right. Here's the ag- agreement. We totally agree. There's like, it should be the hall of fame, not the hall of good. Did it for a long time. Right. And there's no comparison between, you know, the absolute greats and Fred McGriff, the crime dog, who great nickname, right? Plus the Tom Amansky videos. But other than that, you know, he led, led the league in home runs twice at 36 and 35 and once in OPS. That That's really, that's it. Um, so, but here's where I would say what I think this committee is for and why I think he got in. Because what they're saying is, here's a guy who, if not for the steroid guys, would have been viewed on a completely different scale would have been more all-star games, would have been higher in the MVPs. That's what they're saying. They're saying Fred McGriff was absolutely not a steroid guy, and this is an anti-steroid guy election. Yeah, and, and I don't like that. Okay. That's, that's annoying to me. Either you're that's, in or you're out. You, all right, give me, give, me, give, me one, give me one more that annoys you. This is a great, uh, this has become a great gif or meme or whatever you call it online the last few weeks, it's, it's, and it's gaining speed. And it, it's Jason Garrett's creepy look that he gives the camera. When they, when they tease the halftime show, and they always have him saying something completely uh, innocuous and, and just uninteresting, and then he gives this amazing, creepy smile to the camera. Um, yesterday's exchange uh, was, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's her face says what what's coming up at half, and he's like, 
Jalen Hurts in the conversation for the MVP, and then he turns to the to the camera with this really creepy smile. And a lot of people captured that and put it in slow mo and put it on uh, as gifts online, and I love it. Jason Garrett's creepy look. Whoever taught you that, or if you just came up with it on your own, that that's annoying. Oh, what about this one? What about Richard Sherman? Uh, take a listen to Richard Sherman. He's talking about Lamar Jackson. If you're Lamar, what are you doing? Mitchell, I'm not playing again. You heard John Harbaugh say it could be a couple of day-to-day. It could be week-to-week. Cool. <laughs> it's over with me. I'm going to heal up, baby. Y'all go ahead and figure it out. I talked to y'all in off-season when it's time to pay. Get your checkbook out because uh, y'all didn't want to give me any kind of security. So seeing as I'm hurt, I don't want to make this more severe. I'm out. I'm out. I got nothing else for you. <laughs> Did my best. Good luck to y'all. Y'all boys, go get them. And if I'm Ravens manager, hey, I just won with Tyler Huntley behind center, you know? I got a chance <laughs> without you. It don't matter. All right. <laughs> Mitchell. <laughs> All right. Okay. Go with that plan. Uh, y'all go do it. I'm going to go rehab over here. And uh, I see y'all September-ish. Don't call me unless y'all calling me with the money. Make sure it's guaranteed. I, I I think Richard Sherman is is actually in many ways echoing the sentiments of Lamar Jackson. Here's the problem. Um, here's the problem. The problem is that he doesn't actually have leverage as they can just franchise tag him. Right? Like there's there's a level to which you can push and you can negotiate that you don't want to piss him off. And the other part to it is like Lamar Jackson's an unbelievable talent. Right. So what, what happens is there's a couple of things. One, this is the most fucking annoying thing that football guys do. They go like, wow, better guarantee the money. Well, like the money is going to be guaranteed. They're just not going to fully guarantee it because as he gets older, he's going to get hit more. He's going to get hurt more. He's going to have to be more of a pocket thrower. And it's not what he does best. Right. So ha! we're going to talk about guaranteed money. You better get like money is guaranteed. Now you gotta you gotta negotiate what level the guarantee is. They're not giving him two hundred fifty plus million dollars. And by the way, all these gigantic contracts guys are getting. Look at the teams and their inability to su- surround them. With we talked about Kansas City already. So uh, they did offer him reportedly upwards of two hundred million dollars guaranteed. He wanted the whole thing, and they said no. And oh yeah, by the way, what has happened this year? That would lead you to go like, you know what? Let's give him everything guaranteed. What 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 has led you? To, to, is he making plays? Yeah, like he's a really good player. He hasn't been nearly nearly the red zone uh, decision maker he was previously. Now some of it comes down to they've had injuries. J.K. Dobbins in and out of the lineup, right? They've had a bunch of other injuries, but. He still has to run it a ton. I mean, he's a really talented guy. Is he a top five quarterback in the NFL? Like, no, he's not Josh Allen. He's not, um, he's not uh, I'm a, Pat Mahomes, right? He's not. I think those, those two guys, I mean, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, um, I think he's in that really, really dangerous, and it's been good, and it's been fun, but he's in that kind of next group there. That has to prove that you can win in the playoffs. He's in that, frankly, Deshaun Watson. I get the Deshaun Watson contract is greater than your contract. It's a terrible contract, and I don't think the Ravens are going to match an organization that people think is among the worst-run organizations in the league. So I just, I don't see it happening. But what Richard's saying is, Richard Sherman is saying, like, when I saw Lamar Jackson go down, I thought to myself, I'm sure people are going to suggest that to him. Make them prove they can win without you. You're their whole team. They'll, they'll come crawling back. The problem becomes Tyler Huntley absolutely is not Lamar Jackson as an athlete. But what would the team look like if they had a Tyler Huntley level contract as their quarterback? Can they win enough games and then surround him with guys? Because at some point you do ask for too much money. At some point it will become a thing where the team will push back and go like, eh, maybe we move on from this thing. I don't think they're at that point. I still think it's a, hey, look, dude, we can franchise tag you for the next two years, and there's literally nothing you can do about it. And, you know, at some point, you'll have somebody talk to Lamar and go like, look, dude, that's $200 million guaranteed. That's generational wealth. Take the damn money. I still think that's what's going to happen. Anyway, Richard Sherman's annoying. Okay. 
You got uh, Jason Garrett's creepy book, creepy look, sorry. You got Fred McGriff, uh, Contemporary Committee, and you got Brian Dayball. Who's the most annoying? Ramos, who would be your most annoying of, the, of them? I would say uh, there's nothing like a creepy look. I, uh, I think it's the creepy look. Yeah. Go ahead. You tell me why you're, why yours. Uh, I just, I don't know. I think Jason Garrett's been, you know, they give all these guys this, this freedom to just, you know, be not good at what they do in their real profession. And then they go into another profession and then, <laughs> and then they just try to be like, like, it's hard to be a television personality. It's not easy. And so you kind of think you're doing it like this, the way you've seen it done by other people on television. But then when you do it, it doesn't come out right. So I just think he maybe he needs more time to kind of like get used to being on TV and being that person. But right now it's it's creepy. Um, I'll tell you what. Um, let me add to it, Jason, because I think you nailed something. But it's the the not just the creepy look. But the pan out and the way the the like stiffness and network TV feel of it to be like, there's Maria Taylor smiling. They're both looking at her. It's like such an inorganic conversation. It just feels so, frankly, 1980s TV. Yes, exactly. And, right. And we go and then there's like then there's this cheesy smile. And you're like, that's like a really bad greeting card. That's like an ad that you see that people make fun of and play over and over again. It is, it is creepy, it is annoying, and it kind of insults our intelligence. Like, as viewers, we know they're probably just sitting around watching games, talking trash, and, you know, like, make it, make it better. And for that, I agree. Jason Garrett's creepy look. You're in there! Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's get... From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen to our list of the day. It's time for the list of the day. I'm on the list. Oh, snap. Why didn't you say so? All right. Five best things that happened this uh, this weekend. Only a regular two day weekend. So I know, I know, I know. Um, uh, but let, let's 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 get to it. Um, let's begin. Um, let's begin 
with the U.S. men's national team losing. Number five. That's one of the best things? Yes. You know, we accomplished something by actually getting in there, and then we got out of the group, and whatever, and then a team that cares a lot more about it, maybe has better tactics, I don't know. We end up getting beaten, and it becomes super frustrating again. Like, those of us who don't know a bunch of soccer, we're watching, like, why when they're open do they not shoot? It just seems so weird. But we also come from the American soccer culture, which is like, shoot it! Shoot it! Shoot it again! Shoot it again! Shoot it. Like, that's how, that's how we coach little kids, and that's how we're yelling at the, the national team. So, thankfully, uh, so many of us who have really dime-store knowledge of soccer Watching it goes away. It also now we get football back on all TV sets or most of the TV sets at Buffalo Wild Wings and various sports bars. So that's number that's number five. Number four. Uh, number four was Michigan winning a Big Ten title. And you're like, really? That was kind of a boring game. I just like being right. That's really what it kind of comes down to. Um, uh, Ramos can pull the tape. And at no point in time did I ever jump off the Jim Harbaugh is going to get it done. They, you know, they just had to figure some things out and he didn't really change terribly much. I, we're going to, we're going to have to mash you up front. Just do the toughness battle, get more guys to buy in. Whereas Ohio state's running in, running out a lot more pros, but that's hard to get the cohesiveness that's needed. And they've tried to fix their defense, which got exposed in the fourth quarter against, against Michigan. But, but between Rob Parker and Clay Travis talking, talking shit about John Harbaugh, uh, or Jim Harbaugh, or whichever Harbaugh, it's Jim Harbaugh. Um, th- you're wrong. Uh, me and Clatt were right, and Cowherd's going to take a little bit more credit than he really deserves, but he's right as well. And fuck you, Michigan won again. Number three. USC losing. USC losing. You're like, oh, I forgot that happened. It's not, I actually, I have friends on that staff. I know some of the players. Like, there's, I have no negatives about USC, the actual program. This is year one. Of a, it's going to be a transformational uh, process that they're going through. I think they're going to be competitive nationally yearly with Lincoln Riley, and they'll they'll have to shore up the defense and make themselves tougher. This is more about USC fan, which I, I mean, I don't really know how to describe them other than they're the worst fucking douchebags ever. And many of them are friends of mine, but they start talking about USC football and the amount of douchebaggery comes out and the arrogance is just, it's it's like painful to listen to. It's like really, really painful. So um, I like SC as a team, but I like it was it was a little bit too much too soon. And they kind of start strutting around, you know, Orange County in Southern California like their shit doesn't stink. And then they got smacked around by uh, by by the Utes twice in one year, like which is a no doubter. And we didn't hear anything from them on the well, maybe we should play in the playoff like nobody was fighting for USC. So that part to me is beautiful. Like, I like Caleb Williams. I think he probably should win the Heisman. He was probably the best player. Although, you know, who doesn't like the kid from TCU who's just a, just a baller? Although sometimes he just throws it up for grabs. That's why they lost. You know, one time he just threw up for grabs around the end zone. Um, but, but USC losing and the, the quieting of the, the DB USC fanboy alums or summer alums is awesome. Is absolutely awesome. That's 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 number three. Number two, <sighs> that the uh, the the best things two up playing against a good defense through a couple picks and needs to be better. It's the it, it's it, it's it's like the the playoffs are a different sport than the regular season, and the good teams are a different sport than the crummy teams. You know, I mean, like, look, the first play from scrimmage, they throw it and what Waddle, what was it, 77 yards? And you're like, holy shit, this team's unbelievable. But after that, I mean, they struggle most of the day. And a lot of people are going to struggle. That's a nasty, nasty defense. But the Tua for president thing kind of took on a life of its own. And now we really find out, right, with New England and Buffalo and back-to-back week. Uh, plus, you had the, the Chargers, a team you should light up. But, like, we'll see because they got some ball hawks there defensively. But the, the Dolphins kind of coming back down to earth was uh, was something which was foreseeable, but one of the best things this weekend, because we'll try and find out exactly who Tua is at the end of this, this little stretch run. Number one. The Green Bay Packers beating the Chicago Bears. You're like, really? That's the best thing? Yeah. The, he still owns you. It's just awesome. 
Like he got hurt last week. Like, well, maybe he won't play. Like, no, nah, he wants to play. He wants to fucking win again. Like the, I, again, I don't know if the Packers can turn it around. I mean, it looks like they have a star in Christian Watson. Romeo Dobbs will be completely ready to go when they have this bye now another week. Um, eight, eight, you know, Dylan had to run the ball a ton cause Jones got, Jones got banged up, but you got a dynamic one, two punch. The defense isn't very good, but the schedule isn't that crazy tough down the stretch and they'll be rested like not crazy, but more than anything, like who cares? It just Aaron Rodgers fucking with bear fans is amazing. Going the, I still own you. And then winning, winning the game and going, yeah, it's my, it's like second favorite stadium to play in. That's amazing. That's the best thing that happened this weekend. All right, our pick of the day comes from Monday Night Football. The uh, Buccaneers who, I don't know, I don't have a ton of confidence in them. Do you? No, not really all that much. Don't have a ton of confidence. That being said, like it's the Saints who I have even less confidence in. So uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win and to cover. Uh, They're three-point favorites. They're playing at home against a division rival who... In years past, has given them fits, but I think is a shell of their former self. Give me the Buccaneers. All right, that's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Reminder, listen to the Doug Gottlieb Show daily. We're at uh, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific time. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is In the Bonus. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.